0: This is Confessions of a Pastor,
1: a relentlessly real peek behind the scenes of Journey Church in Bend, Oregon, from church in a strip club to a strip mall, going where Jesus would go to reach people Jesus would reach, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all for the glory of God, a journey of misery and miracles. Your hosts are the founders, Pastor Keith and Kara. There really is hope for everyone.
0: Here we go. It's time. Wow. This is Confessions of a Pastor. Come on. (laughs) Do you even understand what I just did, Kara? No.
1: Oh, it's your MMA stuff. Yes. Okay. That's how
0: Bruce Buffer introduces the main event (laughs) of a UFC fight. So I'll take it. It's to get the audience excited. Right. And if you've ever watched UFC fights, the audience does it with Bruce Buffer. Buffer, Oh,
1: so you're asking me to do it with you next time.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying everybody should be saying this. It's time. (laughs) Hey, everyone, it's Confessions of a Pastor. We are your hosts, Pastors Keith and Kara. And this is where we just tell you the good, the bad, the ugly of the inside of Journey Church. All for the glory of God. Yes, it's, it's truly for the glory of God. He does not waste anything.
1: No, he, he does not. Even
0: our bad decisions, he uses for his glory. Everything seems to come around. What is that? Romans eight twenty
1: eight.
0: Mm, when you love God, things, when yep. you love God, he works all things together for good. Yeah, so that we would be conformed into his image. Speaking of conformity, it's absolutely weird, Kara, because kids today are dressing like we dressed when we were kids.
1: Right? We have some kids who, I mean, they shop it vintage clothing stores, and by vintage, I mean like 90s, so that's when we went to high school.
0: And for clarity, for those who do not have teenagers, we're not talking about thrift stores. We're talking about vintage clothing stores where they go in and purchase the clothes that we used to wear right. for more money than we purchased them for.
1: Right? Oh my goodness, yes. It's so absolutely there's one, wild. Yeah, there's one clothing store in Bend where we live called um, Old Boy Vintage, yes. and this is, I'm not going to exaggerate here. So in January, they do a $10 sale the 10th of every month.
0: No, it's not. Yeah, it's not just January. Right. It's every month on the 10th is $10. So
1: Correct. But in the month of January, yes. I drove the kids. It was really snowy and we all kind of just drove to town together. And so I dropped them and it was a day off of school. So I I drove them to, good, to Old Boy Vintage for this $10 sale. It's actually, um, you can... I think you actually put, every piece of clothing is $10. Anyway, all that said is I stayed outside the store, and I kid you not, I watched teenager after teenager after teenager after teenager roll in to that store. There was probably 50 teenagers that came through while our kids were in it.
0: No, it's, it's the thing. The kids just went the other day to uh, a new one by the church. Uh, it's, it's close to Richard's Donuts and Big O' Bagels, and they... They were in there and they, they must have both purchased, I don't know, four or five things each. And they're so excited to show us. And I'm just like shaking my head. Like, I think I donated that to Goodwill. <laughs>
1: right? like, Not I, only that, like some of it has stains on it. Oh, yeah.
0: It's even cooler. Oh, I like, know. They, they call What's them, happening? you know, uh, one of the old sweatshirts that Ellie has of, of yours from high school. Yeah. She calls it a vintage coffee stain. <laughs> As if yeah. like this is, this this actually makes it worth more money. Right. like. Like, are you kidding me? Like, oh this is absolutely goodness. wild. Yeah. And none of it fits. Like, I'm just, this is where I know I'm getting old because I'm like, wait a second, those pants are like 15 sizes too big. So, right? you know, and he's like, no, this is the way it works, dad. You know, so I, my pants, I think, look like they're painted on compared to him. <laughs> you know, like, dad, skinny jeans were out like 20 years ago. What are you doing? <laughs> oh my so. Goodness. Anyways, that's just a little insight into our family, which we have three teenagers, and this is the season that we find ourselves in. Uh, The kids wear our clothing, not because it's cool, but because it's vintage, (laughs) (laughs) which is weird. Like, I think about it like, you know, I was a teenager in the early 90s, 92, 93, 94. I was 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Yeah, I was a freshman in 93. I graduated in 96. So let's see, 92. Yeah, I was 15. In 92 I turned 16 In 93 all right so if you go back well now that's 30 okay 30 years ago mm-hmm. boom 30 years ago when so that was 1993 if you go back 30 years from 1993 that'd be 83 73 63 1963 yeah, 30 so, years earlier right so okay it there makes go, sense perspective it's yeah. perspective I've just so everyone go back 30 years from where you were and at that's 16, vintage. and that's vintage. Yeah. So, man, that, that's wild. So we hope we've helped you all today. That was Confessions of a Pastor. <laughs> Thanks off. for joining us today. <laughs> well, I don't know why or how we got on that subject, but um, it is always fun just to be able to laugh at yourself and where you are in life, and don't take yourself too seriously. Yes. And try to enjoy life. And well, I'll tell you, it's Monday, and I enjoyed yesterday. It was... Sunday, in fact, Kara, it was Super Bowl Sunday. It was. And I'll tell you, normally, friends, Super Bowl Sunday is one of my least favorite Sundays of the year because it is one of the most least attended, yes, you know, church attended Sundays of the year. And uh, leading up to this day, after months, I was like, oh, I hate Super Bowl Sunday, I hate Super Bowl Sunday. But I'll tell you, I really enjoyed yesterday.
1: Yeah, I feel like God totally showed up. Yes, it was a good day. I
0: thought about doing special things on Super Bowl Sunday, like to compete. What What do we do to make it a Super Sunday? I mean, do we get big full size donuts? What are we gonna? What kind of hype can we do mm-hmm. uh, for Super Bowl Sunday? But we didn't do anything no. differently. But yet, the presence of God was there. People had great attitudes. I mean, I was actually blessed from. The first moment we did prayer at 7 a.m. Mm. seemed to be like two or three times the size of our normal prayer. Mm. Maybe it wasn't, but just maybe I was just surprised that mm-hmm. there was probably, I don't know, 30 or so people there for prayer at 7 a.m. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, just, just preparing. And these are the people that are typically there all yes. stinking day yes. from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yeah. They are
1: serving God. And we have quite a few people that are volunteers that actually do that. Oh, absolutely. that it's just, it's actually, it, it's become a part of, you know, their rhythm of serving and they do it with joy and yes. with good attitudes. And we have incredible superheroes at Journey.
0: Amen. They're They're sacrificing f- from their team. You know, they're sacrificing from their lives, from their work, from their day off. To serve Jesus. Yes. And it was it was actually just a really awesome day, and I, I'm totally blessed by not only people and their attitudes. One of the things I used to say to uh, one of our kids often, I'm not going to say which child, but uh, I used to say this and. I realized this actually doesn't mean anything unless you have the right heart to receive it. Mm. But the phrase was this, attitude is everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meaning like you can do the right thing, but if you have the wrong attitude, doesn't mean even if you did it right. Uh, A good attitude changes everything. And I think one of the shifts yesterday is just the attitudes were Mm. awesome.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) Even the
0: people that showed up to church, they were just, there was a, an, and eagerness and anticipation, like a hunger for God. Mm. And Jesus promises in the Beatitudes, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yeah.
1: For they, for they shall they be satisfied. satisfied.
0: And I love the season that we find ourselves yes. in as a church. And it's not even just those in person. Like, I know we have listeners like Angie and McMinnville. Like, they, it's, it's, it's it's actually the church as a whole, wherever yeah. you are. Like, if you're hungry, yes. God's going to meet you yeah, in that place. Absolutely. But, but there's something about having the wrong attitude, like going through the motions. We've, we've been there with the wrong team yes. where, where you show up and you do the same things we did yesterday, but with the wrong attitude.
1: It's yeah. just
0: not as life-giving. Yeah. And sometimes you can't even put your finger on it. Like, what is it? What, what is it about, um, I don't know, like?
1: Well, there's, I think scripturally there's, um, there's blessing and unity. Mm. So when, when we're not all united in, you know, um, the same purpose or the same cause. So for example, if someone's on the team that Mm -hmm. day that is, um, you know, bitter about something or I don't know, um, just doesn't have a good attitude is isn't united with the team. I think it holds everybody back.
0: Right. And it's it's hard to put your finger on that because you're calling somebody else out on either their attitude or the way they're living their lives. And that's just a weird thing in church, especially if it's either a volunteer or even if it's someone close on your team. People don't want to be called out for negative attitudes or sometimes it's like, it's when you're living in that world or maybe it's a fog or sin or whatever it is, you don't want to acknowledge it.
1: Yeah. And I would say though, transitioning a little bit, I would say though, for me, and I can, I'll just speak from experience when I have had a bad attitude or something uh, like that, that I'm holding on to um and i get into the presence of god everything shifts amen so i think you know we were talking about earlier about um uh worship and the um what what worship the through music worship and song right. does in a in in a community environment like church what right. well, it ushers us into the presence of god mm. and um and in the presence of God you don't stay the same like Come on. you you're changed it's like what you talked about in your sermon yesterday about the um uh the the actual word in scripture for power
0: yeah dunamis it, it changes things
1: it changes things yes. like you know it was you kind of did it in a humorous way if you're near dynamite you're going to be changed right? like there, it, there's
0: going to be a change there's going
1: to be a change and so i guess what i would say is the Holy Spirit has a way of changing my heart when I get in his presence.
0: Amen. Paul used that same word, dunamis, Kara, in today's reading in Philippians chapter 2, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That's Philippians 2.10. No, I'm sorry, Philippians 3.10. Yeah, we were in 3 today. Philippians 3.10, where Paul talks about, listen, I could be living for who I am. If there's anyone that could boast on how great they yes. are, I could boast. I was raised in the right family. I did the right things. Yes. I went to the right school. I had the right title and position. Mm. And then he, he summarized and said, all of that is garbage, rubbish. Yes. It, it's absolutely worth it. I, I count it as a loss compared to knowing Jesus. Yes. Because compared to knowing Jesus, those things are nothing. And then he goes on to say, if there's anything I want now, I want that dunamis. I want that power yes. and, and that power power comes in his presence because it's the same power that rose Jesus from the grave. So so to, to long for the power of the resurrection is to long for the presence of God. It's to long for the Holy Spirit yes. to say that power that rose Jesus from the grave, that power that filled Jesus, mm-hmm. I want that power. Yes. And like you said, uh, it's, it's somewhat of a mystery that God created music and music has a way of... Of uh, preparing, shifting, yes. molding, making us, getting us ready—it does something about ushering into the presence of yes, God. It absolutely that does. M- maybe it's a change of pace. Of well, I'm not thinking about anything else. You know, music kind of um, reorients, if you will, your mind. Yeah. You know, and maybe it's focusing on words, closing eyes, whatever that is. It's, it, it, it. We could call it emotions, but it's not emotions. And that's way more than that because there is. Uh, 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 practicing the presence of God in a more powerful, tangible way than you otherwise would have. Yes. and by the way, it is scriptural uh, both Old Testament and New Testament, the, the longest book of the Bible is filled with songs.
1: yeah you know this right.
0: making noises with stringed instruments and cymbals yeah. and you know these were ancient instruments, but y- using that in a cultural context, we ought to do the same.
1: yeah Jesus yeah.
0: himself on the night he was betrayed, sang. He probably sang one of those songs, Psalm mm-hmm. 118 mm-hmm. said uh, you know talking about God's faithful, steadfast kindness, this 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 beautiful picture that that's probably what he sang before he went to the cross. Yeah is he worshiped. Yeah, what an image, right? And oh my goodness just uh, it's just a wonderful thing whether they did an a cappella or someone grabbed out their lyre or their yeah. you know their ancient stringed instrument I yeah. don't I don't know yeah. but there's something about power and the presence of God that dunamis that, that just can't be mistaken
1: Yeah no I agree I actually last night at pursuit night um, through one of the worship songs it was towards the end and it was just like a over and over singing yeshua and that for me was like I could I was just crying mm, and I, praise God it was just like, it was so, uh, the presence of God was so there that um, uh, he was changing my heart. And mm. the um, there was emotion there, but it was more than emotion. It's, it's, wow. it's what happens in the presence.
0: Mm. Well, what I love about this is if, it, if it's genuine and, and God's presence is there, here's what's cool is... Both the person that loves Jesus and is walking with Jesus and following Jesus for a long time and the person that actually has yet to believe in Jesus, they're both changed. Yes. It's not an either or. That, that when God is, is moving and working, this is where we get to say, how do we know it's God? Well, there's transformation. Yeah. We give God the glory because this wasn't an emotional moment. This wasn't where well, the lights were right and the atmosphere was right and it was the right temperature in the room and it, it was, the presentation was perfect and therefore, oh, that made me feel better. Yeah. We, that made me experience the the power of God. Listen, excellence is okay. Nothing's wrong with that. Giving God your best. But where the transformation happens is not excellence. It's when God does the transforming work. And we saw that yesterday, a really cool story from uh, someone in our church that we're getting to know more. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and just mention them by name. I don't think it's it's wrong. Uh, Ken and Robin, uh, she shared with me, not she, he shared with me about her long shot that that she's been praying for someone who's far from god who who doesn't know the lord and i believe it's her cousin and he came to me with tears in his eyes and said listen we've been praying for this long shot And he had a coming-to-God moment Mm. where it wasn't even at church. God met this person, and I I don't know the details where or how or what that looks like, but praise God, when you pray for someone, Mm. it doesn't even have to be at church. The Holy Spirit can meet anyone anytime the Father draws all to himself. So out of that, they got to invite him to church, and I don't remember if he invited himself and said, where do you guys go to church or can I go with you to church? Something led them all together. He came to journey. Yesterday, for the first time mm-hmm. after this coming to God moment, raised his hand in terms of uh, surrender to Jesus. And it's just such a beautiful picture that here's someone unchurched coming to church on yeah. a day that we're saying, Man, it seemed to be the presence of God was there. And now this person says yes to Jesus. And I want to just say, That's because God did the work. Yes. You know, I can try to preach and I can try to to share the gospel as clearly as I can, and the music team can try to lead us into the presence of God through worship. But at the end of the day, if we don't invite the Holy Spirit to do what only God can do, yeah. we won't get to see the work of God in yeah. a way that only God can do.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. Great.
0: And God worked yesterday. Yeah, he People did. People got and
1: saved. Yep, yep. I have another example of how God worked yesterday. Come on. Um, how it's, it's what you're talking about, is when we um, take what the, the the little that we have and, and we... Um, Ask God to work in it, yes. right? So here's an example. It happened last night again, Pursuit Night at the end. Um, well, actually, there's a backstory to this. Okay, so we have this car. Oh, that, the um, Let's talk about the car. So good. Okay, so it's actually the second time. This is the second time uh, time. We, I don't know that we even talked about the first car story, but this is round two of the car story. I think we
0: talked about the, the, the first car story in previous episodes. Okay.
1: We may have, uh, this, this is okay. So we have this we car. We actually
0: have so many car stories at journey <laughs> over do? the past year.
1: Yeah, we do. We I agree. have so
0: many from Toyota Highlanders to yep. Toyota Siennas, Subarus, uh, Subarus, and now, GMCs. now it's a GMC. So this is wild friends that if you just are willing to recognize Nothing you have is yours. Yeah. Every penny, every car, every piece of underwear, (laughs) every chair that you're sitting on is actually God's. Like the psalmist says, a cattle on a thousand hills are his, implying even that which is out there on that hill It's His.
1: Yes. Amen. It's all
0: His. Yeah. Everything on the earth and the fullness thereof. Okay. So let's do the backstory a little bit. Okay. Before you lead up to last night. So we're going to keep going with Sunday, but there's got
1: to be a backstory. Okay. The backstory. So... We were given a car. I don't know how much of the backstory you want to tell.
0: Okay, so we'll go ahead and say it. And if they're listening, then um, we we hope it gives honor and ultimately glory to God, but honor even to those involved. So my brother-in-law, he's handy with all things, very... Uh, uh, tech savvy and knows how to work on cars and so forth. Uh, they ha- had an extra car. They wanted to upgrade their car. And instead of trading it in for the value, said, Is there anybody in the church that could use this? Yeah. So we'd rather it go to a good use than yes. just get low, low trade in value. It had low miles. It was a Subaru, had, had studs and, you know, summer tires. And they just said, Is there anybody that could use it? We said, There's always somebody. Right? There's always tangible needs at mm-hmm. church because there's people that go through seasons of financial difficulties in all walks of life. So we said, yes, we're certain of that. So the backstory on that one is we ended up giving to a family in need that they needed a family of six, um, an immigrant family from Ukraine. Yep, yep. And, uh, and the father goes to work at 7am doesn't get back till evening time. And so those that were at home were left without a car Yeah. and he works pretty far away. Mm-hmm. So all glory to God. Yes. It was amazing. So good. And then my, my brother-in-law says, wow, well, I, I love, love this. I love, if yeah. people need this, I can fix cars up and help them. Yeah. He goes and buys a car right? off Craigslist that he feels was a good value. He yeah. kept his eye on he it. Did, and
1: he knows what he's doing. He knows so. what he's doing, checking yeah. up
0: on it. And I, I don't know how much, or I don't know any of those details outside of, he said, could you find another family that might need a car? And once again, I was like,
1: well, sure. Right. There's got to uh, be sure. somebody. We, we,
0: we, we'll do this. Now we we get it like a week ago, and then we mention it to our staff team. Does anybody know anyone right away? And it seemed like crickets. Yeah, it
1: was crickets. Which last yeah. time
0: we did this, it was like three, four, five families right away. Yeah, it was came like, up. Yeah, came up. Well, this this family, their car broke down. This yeah, one. and all of a sudden, I was like, oh great.
1: Now we have too many. Oh,
0: now, now we don't. We're not sure who needs this. Well, we both prayed. It was on my heart on Saturday. Drive the car to church yeah, and you'll find someone yeah, and, or God will lead you or whatever. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just we ended up, my son and I went at 5.30 a.m. together. He played on the worship team that yep. day. I didn't drive it. Then Sunday night, it was like the Lord pressed upon me again. Like, maybe yeah. you should drive this church. Yeah. And this, like, like by faith type of thing. And yeah. like, oh, I didn't do it. That leads us to where I'm going to let you tell the rest. okay. okay.
1: Yeah. So we're at pursuit night last night and well, I'll back up just a hair. Every time I drive up our driveway and I see that car, there's my, my heart. It just wants to get it to someone that needs it. I don't mm-hmm. want it to just sit at our house, you know, something and we've Every only had I it see a week. it. Yeah. But, but it, it has been sitting there for a week and, and it's, if someone needs the car, someone needs the car, like it, it has a, um, a home mm-hmm. that's not with yet. Okay. So, um, I so love the faith, yeah, so last night, our pursuit night, you know, I, as we just talked about, the presence of God was thick. He was there. Uh, the Holy Spirit was moving, mm. and towards the end, and it it may have even been come around that time when I was talking about that song that the worship team led us in. Uh, it was such a um, Holy Spirit moment for me, and I just started praying, God, show me who needs this car. I mm. um, hope I don't start crying because <laughs> it was like I really felt like God was like. he, he, he just, he, he directed it. He directed the entire thing. So I started praying it. And then, um, I, I felt like he just like narrowed in on two different people and, um, towards the end and we finished the night and one of the two comes up to me and I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is my opportunity. So she comes and tells me something. And then, um, and then I ask her, Hey, by chance, do you know anyone that needs a car? And she just like, I mean, her jaw kind of dropped. She's like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I'm not kidding." Do you know anybody that needs a car? And she goes on to tell this story of her husband's sister, who is in just she's just in a hard place. She's a I believe she's a single mom of three kids, and um, doesn't have a reliable vehicle. Among probably a myriad of other things happening in her life, she's at a low place. She had just told them, I believe the day before, "I need a car. This is this is what I need." Um, and in fact, um, this gal who I was talking with showed me a text thread Mm -hmm. between the two of them that literally describes the card that we have, you know, to give. Uh, And it it was the day before. Yeah,
0: If there's anything that we need right now, cause cause this single mom with three kids is at a desperate place, not in a good place with God, not, um, not that this is a reflection of your faith, but not church going, not, not in this place, but yet this couple, which which absolutely loves Jesus was trying to pray for her and minister to her. And she's like, yeah. well, what I need, and this yeah. can be the cynical heart of those that don't know the Lord yet. What I need right now yeah. is a car. Yeah. So if God really loved me, right? you know, Essentially. Like, it, you know it, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm using creativity or imagination here mm. because we all get in those places where it's like, God, have you abandoned me? Mm. I have real tangible needs and I need these things, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, here's what I really need. It'd be nice to have an SUV. It'd be nice to have a vehicle that would fit our family. It'd be nice yeah. to have these kind of things, but how? I don't have the financial means. I yeah. don't have a way to get this. There's no way this is going to happen. Yeah. And yet God put someone on your yeah. mind and heart. You ask them yeah. just how the Holy Spirit works these things together. And we're, we're close friends with this, this family. And so we both got to just look up towards the heavens and be like, Oh God, yeah, you are so good. Yeah. He is a miracle. Do we expect anything less? Right. Of course we do because we're constantly limiting God and yeah. what he's able to mm-hmm. do. But I love that you put your faith into practice. Just even ask because in asking, it might've seemed like a small thing and she could have said, Nope, don't know anyone. Yeah, She could have, but by being faithful, by just stepping out in faith, because faith, you don't know what's going to happen. Faith is just believing and hoping that God's going to meet you in that place.
1: Yeah. And
0: he did.
1: He did. Yeah.
0: I, I, that fueled both of our
1: (laughs) faith. I know it was so cool.
0: (laughs) I had to put it in my journal this morning so I don't forget. So I can come back to this in the days and weeks and months to come and say, God is faithful because I was praying for other things today. And I had to remember, no, God is able to do those things. Yes. He sees the hurting. He sees the vulnerable. He sees the overlooked. Absolutely. He sees the poor. He sees the oppressed. Absolutely. And he wants the church to be a part of what he's doing. And I'm just so thankful for all the parties involved yes. just to say glory to God yes. that he works in tangible ways. We just have to readily be available. And look, look at just look what he does.
1: Yeah. That, amen. That's the church. Yeah. I it, agree. And it started with someone else who, you know, was prompted to you know, to to, to give something Amen. that that he has the means to to provide to someone that might need it, not knowing who it would be.
0: Now now if we just multiply that Kara church wide to the thousands yeah. of people that call journey church home. If everyone does that right. we are going to see New Testament Acts chapter 2 yeah. and, and there was no more need. there wasn't because yeah. we all give what we what we have now it's not one person or one family giving all that they have yeah. if we all just tangibly yes. would just step into faith yes. and, and acknowledge like and pray if you don't even have the means you, you you're praying yes. and then God's going to use somebody else and their generosity, yeah. it's just awesome. And you know what it see. reminds
1: me of? This is like it, it, it's it's uh, God's math. So yeah. so this is what I've I've held on to for so many years is God's math is multiplication. Praise his math God. is not division, it's mm-hmm. not subtraction, it's mm-hmm. not even addition, it's multiplication. Yes. Yes. And so when we give the little that we have and we put it into his hands, he multiplies right. it. And the picture of multiplication is, um, I, I would say in this case of what you're talking about is even, uh, if we all step out in faith and open our hands, Mm. uh, with the things that, and they could be really small that we have and say, Mm. God, you can do more with this than I can. He will multiply it.
0: And and, and so as you give that to God with open hands, this is metaphoric here. God takes what's in your hands and then he multiplies it and gives you more than you had before. So so, how can you be a good steward of what God wants to give you if you don't surrender that yes, to God right absolutely. now? absolutely. I, I share, and we don't
1: do it to get more, but God is a God of abundance, and He gives us more. He,
0: it, it, it's a it's a kingdom principle. Yes, it, it's not a false gospel. It's not a it's not a prosperity gospel. It's the message of the kingdom of God. I shared with you a story uh, recently of of one of our superheroes that pulls me aside and said, you know, I've got to share this miracle story with you. Yeah. I felt compelled to stay faithful. in what I, I pledged for the more initiative Mm -hmm. that I'm going to be stretched to give financially more than I've ever given before. But it hurt because it didn't make sense where she was at financially. She's like, I, I, If I looked at it logically, it was like, well, I can't give this because I don't have the means to give what I thought I wanted to, or or pledged in faith to give. But she's like, the Lord just impressed upon her heart. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. She gave, and I'm going to have to get the exact numbers, but I'm just giving what I remember is she ended up getting six full times what she gave. And again, that's, I'm going to have to get the exact numbers, but she goes on to share with me a story that just didn't even make sense. She said, She gets a—I don't—I think it was a phone call, but it might have been a piece in the mail or whatever. Just that her dentist communicated with her. Listen, you overpaid by six hundred dollars. We owe you six hundred dollars. I mean. What a coincidence that she didn't have the means to give financially, he gives to God, and then God comes back and says, let me just show you yeah. how I'm able to pray. Yep. You can't pray that. You you don't even have the imagination to yes. understand how God's able yes. to bless you beyond your means, yes. which is so wild, Kara, because we've been wrestling with this last year at Journey as we stepped out and asked the church to give uh, with greater generosity than we've ever yes. given before, to, to understand biblically what it means to be a disciple and to trust God with your finances. And people took offense to that whether it was my communication or whether it was the unfamiliarity whatever it is i'm completely at peace with it because jesus says you cannot serve both yes. with god and money absolutely you know the the, the, the correct term is manna or manna but which is not the bread that was given mm-hmm. to the israelites but it's provision like you, you can't serve the things of this world and god yes. you can't serve money and god it's appropriate translation to say money i Because it becomes your idol. You think that you need to have enough when God is enough. And what I believe God is pressing into us right now, and I give that rabbit trail about the scripture where Jesus said you can't serve God in money, is because I believe God is calling us as a church to greater generosity. Yes. And I didn't know that even last year when I was pressing and leaning into the church mm-hmm. to be more generous, mm-hmm. because I was asking to be more generous so we could do more. Yes. So we could reach more yes. people, so that we can expand our building, so right. we could get out of the one debt that we have, which is a mortgage, yeah. and that we could do more for the kingdom of God. But now, after the fact, we're five months into this yeah. thing, and I'm actually seeing that God wants us as a church to be yep. more generous. Amen. And as we get more generous, we're going to see as a church... The multiplication of God. Yes, I agree. This has been wild because over the last week we went down to a conference at the Father's house in Vacaville and I just, I, I saw the generosity of that, the heritage of that church. Yeah, where they've given so, so much. much money. I mean, yeah. they give millions and millions of dollars away. And I want to
1: say, he said he in their budget last year they they gave away three point seven million yeah, or something. That's ju- what they gave away just
0: last year. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. They give examples in their smaller years where they gave hundreds of thousands to local churches in their community. I mean, so much. Yeah, yeah. Where I was struck.
1: Uh, yeah, I in in that um, when we were there, I also I, I really got convicted where I or I got this picture of um, the picture of giving. I think that if I give it, I no longer have it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the mentality as is if, if I give this money or if I give this car, if mm-hmm. I give this, whatever you name it, I won't have it anymore. Right. God's principle is if I give it, I actually will have more. Right, he will do more with it, and he will um, come on come provide on. for me in ways that I didn't understand.
0: That is what it's all about, right there, Kara. You just preached a great sermon right there because what we're saying is it's all His. So therefore, if I trust what I have, yes, and I, and I give it away, it's actually. It's no longer in my possession. It's in God's possession. Yes. We are trusting him. Yes. We are having faith and God can do so much more with what we have than we could do on our own. Holding so, on to it. So you want to hold on to it? You figure things out on your own. Yeah. You release it. Now you're giving God the opportunity yes. to multiply it, to witness what he can do. I go to Malachi's. like, you're either going to test God with this principle or not. Yeah and you can try to fake it and make it like the israelites were doing as the prophet malachi says man you're giving the the three-legged one-eyed offering to yeah. god and let me tell you god's not pleased with it yeah you're going through the motions you're doing supposedly what you're supposed to do give an offering but that but that was you missing the point yeah so god's not asking for our our our, our pathetic worship, he's asking for our best yes. so that he can give us our yes. best, so he can open up the floodgates yep. of heaven and we can see.
1: Yeah. And I'll, Amen. Give,
0: I'll give a practical example because since we went to that conference, I'm like, oh man, I feel like over the years, God has tested me in this, and a few times I failed the test where he's leaned into me to be generous. And I'm like, "Mm, just, just doesn't make sense. Mm. And by the way, we've been a generous church. Yeah. We do a lot of good things.
1: Yeah. We're talking about next level. Yeah.
0: We're talking about stuff that doesn't make sense. Like you didn't budget it or it doesn't make sense or it's not planned or, or you're giving a large amount of money. (laughs) It's a large, yes, exactly. And even just little things. And this, this is a little thing. And I don't know if I passed this test or not, but I'm going to give a tangible example. So our listeners know that sometimes it, it's, it's exactly what happened to you at pursuit night last night. God puts it on your heart. You put a person on your heart yeah. and, and now you won't know if it's God or not, unless you test it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And a Part of testing it is
0: you prayed. Okay. That's yes. one thing. And then the other thing is now you step out in faith yes. and you're going to see, I mean, you could always test it with scripture as well, but sometimes it, it's a little more gray or, yeah. or you know, so here, here's where I was tested. God's saying, be more generous. All right. This is going to sound really weird, I see a tangible need that in uh, Southern California, the whole coast of California, they were hit with severe rain uh, a few weeks ago. They got an atmospheric um, a river that, that came through. In fact, there was uh, hurricane force winds with a massive amount of rain that just uh, c- can be um, catastrophic mm-hmm. in terms of what it can do. You know, the f- floods and uh, cars get sucked in. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So... I just give that background to say this. I see a church that I follow on Instagram and the lead pastor is saying, listen, we are in the heart of Los Angeles. Our church is in downtown LA and we have the highest uh, population of homeless Mm -hmm. in I believe the world might mm. be the country. I believe it, uh, in LA. Let's just say in the country. We have the highest population of homeless in the country. Now, seven inches of rain in two hours, if you're homeless, that is dangerous. It's life-threatening. And it's not just strung out drug addicts. Sometimes it's families in their cars. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's uh, veterans who, who have PTSD. Yes. Sometimes there's a whole slew. You could try to judge all you want. But the reality is there's human souls yeah who, who are, are put in a dangerous position, and I, I saw this video he just made on his phone. Listen, we're opening up our doors. They already, by the way, do massive outreach mm. to Los Angeles County. They, they do a lot of really cool things. I'll just go ahead and say it. It's Dream Center, and the church is Angeles Temples. So uh, I'm watching this, and he's saying, we're opening up our, our, our auditorium. Not just the ministry center, dream yeah. center. We're open up the church auditorium for these people, mm-hmm. and we don't even have the means. Mm-hmm. Our staff's already stretched. Mm-hmm. You know, the church is already stretched. If anybody can help us financially with this, and instantly, instantly, I was like, ah, oh, we yeah. should help. We should help. We should, yeah. help. we should help. And. I'm like, I don't know. I sat on a couple days. I even told you about yeah, it. I was just like, did. I don't know. I don't know if we're supposed to. Maybe, I think maybe. And we're not a partner of Dream Center. Yeah, There's churches all over the country that are partners with Dream Center. If you don't know, they do amazing things for addicts, for men, for mm-hmm. women. They do amazing things for homeless. It's just a really cool story. Amazing, amazing story. But I sat outside. Of that. I don't know. I don't know. The storm came. It's going. And right in the middle of the storm. He does another update mm. with uh, on Instagram, just these little cell phone updates. Mm-hmm. Do you remember I came to you? Yeah. I think it was Friday or Saturday yeah. this week. Like
1: I got to do this. And I said,
0: Kara, I think if there was a sign, yeah. you know, if, if we're looking for a sign.
1: This is and it. And this
0: is it. I, yeah. Maybe. And I don't know. I'm just reading into it. This is just, I'm telling you, I'm working this out with you all on yeah. this podcast. This yeah. is Confessions of a Pastor. The reason I thought it was a sign is he was wearing an Oregon sweatshirt. Oh, that's
1: right.
0: He was wearing a <laughs> University of Oregon sweatshirt. Green, green organ right across his chest in the heart of Los Angeles, the city. He's outside and his team, they were, they were literally picking up homeless people on the streets in the pouring rain, putting them in a van, driving them to their church, and he's wearing an Oregon shirt. I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know his heritage or story. I don't know his, like what this connection to Oregon is, and I'm watching. There's comments in the comment section mm-hmm. like, "Oh, go ducks!" and and he he's he's trying to update ministry wise kingdom stuff, and we just want to be like casual about this. So mm-hmm. I was like, "That's it." Yeah. So I I sowed a seed into the ministry. Yeah. Awesome. It may not be a lot, may not have yeah. made a dent. I don't know, yeah. but it was just, it was just an impression on my heart. And I give that background story to work this out that sometimes it's not crystal clear. Yeah. Sometimes you step out in faith. Now we've got a couple of other churches that were are on my heart that I still haven't sown a seed into. Yeah. Local ones. And I'm using the phrase uh, uh, sowing a seed because that's a a biblical principle we see repeatedly in the Old and New Testament, meaning you will never reap what you don't sow. Yes. So if you're expecting God to be generous towards you. Yes. And you're, you're not, not generous. Gonna, you're not going to get that generosity from God if you're not sowing that generosity. Yeah. So, Amen. So if you're not trusting God with your finances, why would he trust you? It's a biblical principle. We it can is. go into Corinthians. We can go into the, man, so much, uh, the, the parables of Jesus. He, he constantly taught about yeah. parables. Yeah. He even implied that faith is a mustard seed. And I don't believe yeah. he was saying it's going to stay a mustard seed. Yeah, right. I think he was implying that it starts off a seed, but it has the yeah. potential to yeah. multiply. Yeah. Yeah. that it will grow. And in that growth, it's going to multiply other seeds. And so we come to this principle of sowing financially that I believe God's calling journey. And I didn't know this even a month ago. Mm. I believe it's unfolding yeah. right in front of our eyes. Yeah. I know the enemy is going to try to thwart this and detour it, but now we're, we're being yeah. proactive in yeah. our offense Amen. attack towards the enemy. Amen. I'm armoring up. I've got my faith out yep. to protect from the lies. I'm, yeah. I'm getting ready to go wherever God wants us to yeah. go this year.
1: I love it. Cause it's actually, it's it's, Like we've talked about on this podcast, it's going from glory to glory in the sense of like, um, living the ways of the kingdom, Mm -hmm. like the kingdom. This is a kingdom principle. Um, so I, I love that. I, I just think we can't go wrong with living in kingdom principles. Come on.
0: And that's for all of us. If you are part of the church. This is for all of us, wherever you are, to experience the fullness of God in every area of your life, Yes, not one particular area, because it's it's not about finances. It's about full surrender. If your heart's not in the right place, it's like like how we started this off, just attitude is everything, that when your heart's in the right place, now your heart is a living sacrifice. Yeah, right. But if it's not, it's a formula, and you're trying to trick God because you're trying to say, fine, I'll do this. And then you're doing it out of like an obligation of, if I do this, then God's going to do this. No,
1: he sees your heart yeah. like well, a father to though, a child. I would say, though, sometimes, and I'll just mm-hmm. speak from experience. Okay. Sometimes I have done things out of obedience and my heart hasn't been there, but my heart does catch up. Okay. So I do think there is the opposite. So you're
0: saying it's not an either or, it's a both I and. I think so, 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 yeah. So be faithful, even if you're not feeling it, because yes. your feelings will catch up to your faith. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I, I, I would agree with you. I, I, I would agree with you. Sometimes I process out loud and I find that even when I process out loud, someone might take a sound bite and sometimes you misunderstand it misunderstand it yeah and and I recognize that that's the world I live in it's what I do for a living I I speak and people use my words but the only word that we should hold on that is actually irrevocable and and will never uh, return void and absolutely is true for eternity that is God's word absolutely and my word is fallible and my word is um, (laughs) still being matured Um, so it's always funny to me when someone wants to try use my words against me. I'm like, listen, friend, I ain't God. (laughs) I might be a saint, but listen, there's only one word of God that will actually prove and and work out. So I appreciate that clarity, Kara, that we should actually be obedient, even to the point of if our heart's in the wrong place, don't stop trusting God in your steps of obedience. Yeah,
1: exactly. Do Yes. That, that's Be obedient, a, that's even if you're word. not feeling it. Yes. I've done that in my life and my heart has followed. Yes.
0: That's a good word. Because sometimes I forget that even if I say the smallest things, people use my words against me. It's wild. People go on and sin and say, well, pastor, you said that we shouldn't. Be obedient to God because if our heart's not in the right place, no, 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 no. Well, and that's <laughs> you know? why, okay, don't okay, pervert so, what I'm saying, right. <laughs> right? And that's
1: why I wanted to say something Come is on, because somebody. I do think somebody could hear what you're saying and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to go with it then. My heart's Fine. not in the right place. Fine. Well, wait yeah. a second. No, yep. we have we have uh, the kingdom that God has, God's kingdom, Praise right? God. Yep. And and there's a way to His kingdom. Yes. And when we live in those. In, in his kingdom even when we aren't feeling it mm. uh, there's blessing in it
0: yeah 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 I, I i completely agree with you and i just i think that's good to work out these things paul says work out your salvation yes. listen this life is not a destination this is just a journey of yeah. transformation until yeah. we actually are in heaven I, I i would just use from our reading today exodus 32 where Moses is up there as the head leader yeah. over God's people, meeting with God, getting ready to take them from glory to glory, right. from where they are to where God wants them to be. And they're like, eh, yeah. we don't know where the leader is. Yeah. So we're going to take He's matters into our own hands. And it was a poor decision. Yes. They, they, they went off a of feeling. We need a God, not the God, yeah. Elohim. Yeah. We need a God to lead us. Yeah. And so Aaron, make, right. us, make, make us a God that will lead us. What was Aaron thinking, by uh, well, the way? Aaron was persuaded by the people, yeah. it, you know, it's sometimes hard to, to, uh, muster up the courage, yeah. the boldness yeah. to, to speak the truth, to speak the truth yeah. and say, no, there's one yeah. God and we will wait for yes. Moses. Yes. I mean, it is a lot easier to say, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. He has taken a long time. Yeah. So I understand where Aaron's at because people can suck. Yeah. They could be mean. They could be, um, uh, manipulative. Well, and, especially in large, large crowds oh, yeah, of people. Yeah, when you versus millions one, millions of yeah. people or hundreds of yeah. thousands of people. You, I mean, it's a, this is what happens even in our own government. It's right. What happens in in the the media with leadership? It's like we need to do what the people want. Yeah, and, and the people want fill in the blank. Yeah, and it, we see this throughout history. We're just repeating the same cycles. Yeah. We not be. We may not have golden calves today, but we certainly have our own versions in some capacity. So, man, friends, if there's anything you're you're hearing from this conversation is that we're all just a work in progress. And I would just say, God doesn't give up on us. He meets us there. I love that Jesus is the great rabbi yes. I was going to say was the rabbi yeah. but he is the rabbi yeah. Rabboni he's our teacher
1: absolutely and, and when we w- and when he came when Jesus came into the scene in the first century world mm-hmm. his ways were so counter to the other rabbis of the day yeah
0: you've heard it said you've heard it said yeah
1: I mean yeah. his ways were literally so counter but to, I say to you, the ways of the rabbis yes. that, that were leading yes. in those in that day yes that um, it was it was confusing people didn't yeah. understand him
0: his own disciples yes, didn't understand it. Yes. And the Pharisees didn't understand why Jesus allowed his disciples to do what they did. Why don't they wash their hands the right way? Why yeah. are you letting them eat snacks on this day? Why are yeah. you filling the blank? Right. They're hanging out with sinners and tax collectors. Yeah. Or they're with the drunkards. Why, why, why? We always want yeah. to answer the why. Yeah. But if we listen and learn from the rabbi, we're going to see that God is so good. He's going to teach us. Yeah. He's going to show us His way, yes, which is actually the name of the early church, the way. The way, right? We, we want to learn from the rabboni, the yes. we want to learn from the the teacher what they would do is they would walk in his dust. They would want to learn his ways. Right. Let's walk in Which, his dust.
1: Let's go there. So that's a different, that's a different, um, mode of teaching than we teach in, in the Western mm-hmm. world. So we teach in a classroom. We, we sit down and we, we take notes and, and we have lectures mm-hmm. and, and we, we, uh, try and attain more knowledge. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the way of the rabbis in in Jesus' first century world was what you're talking about. Experiential. It was experiential learning. And it wasn't learning just to be smarter or to understand something. It was actually learning so that I can be like my disciple. And um so
0: not just passing a or, test, but understanding what I'm learning and then doing it, and doing it in practice. It. Exactly. Like my teacher, because my teacher is able to teach me because yes. they've they've learned it. They're yeah, they're doing what I don't know how to do. And and that's what Jesus, He loves us so much. That's that's what it means to allow him to be the Lord of your life. Yeah, you're, you're gonna surrender, submit and do what he tells you. Yeah, to do. we're
1: not going to just learn about it. We're actually going to put it into Come practice. On. So we're going to yes. meditate on the scripture yes. and and we're going to let it do its work in our heart oh. and and we're going to let it change us. We're not going to just learn about it. Yes. And that is a that's a, a rub in in the western American church, mm-hmm. I believe. Well, the- I think people want to just know and understand Uh, the Bible and they don't actually want to live it.
0: The attitude, which is a demonic attitude, the the demonic spirit is still around today, as was in Jesus' day, it's a phariseutical attitude. That, that I understand something that others don't, and I will condemn you and shame you yes. for not doing things the way I expect yes. you to do.
1: And the beauty of Jesus, if you look at, mm-hmm. he came he came into this world, and he literally sat at the table with tax collectors and sinners, and. Um, the, the things that the, the Pharisees would never do. Never do. Because it would have made them unclean. And mm-hmm. Jesus walks into the into the room Come on. and he says, no, I, I actually make the unclean clean. Yes. And the, the the Pharisees hated it.
0: He shows the potential in our lives. And the crazy thing about Jesus is he doesn't give up on Pharisees.
1: He sat down with that the too. Pharisees too.
0: Yes, this is true. He sat down yes. with Simon the Pharisee yes. and course corrects him. Yeah. And whether or not the Pharisees received it or not, because... Most of them did not, but it appears that some of them actually got the revelation. Like, wait a second. The way I thought. I mean, clearly the the greatest example is Paul.
1: Yeah, and the, right.
0: The Philippians three. Yes. Uh, if anyone could boast, I was a Pharisee yes, of the of Pharisees. Pharisees. Right. I could sit on the council. I can have all these things. But so so there are definitely Pharisees. And I would just say today that if you want to know if you're a, a Pharisee or not, it's whether or not you're experiencing the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, mm. kindness, gentleness, goodness, mm. uh, self-control. That if you, if you got fruit. In your life, well, then you're not a Pharisee because the same spirit in Jesus is the same spirit in you. But if you have no peace, if you have no joy, if you're not kind towards people, man, when when people get mean, that happened to us just in the last week. You claim to be a Christian, you're claiming accusations and sin towards others. If you're not kind, Then I don't see a fruit of the Spirit, and I'm like, wait a second. I see a Pharisee. Yeah. I don't see the Holy Spirit in this.
1: Absolutely. And I also think that another uh, self test of of this type of Pharisee heart is, am I, is is my knee jerk reaction to pick up a stone, mm, mm. right? And I, I think that probably falls under the category of, well, I'm not being kind. Yeah. Then I. Could maybe put myself into that category, but it's yeah. it, my knee jerk reaction when when someone when I look at someone else's sin and I want to throw a stone or, yes. or I want to say how how bad you are. If I'm not looking at a mirror yes. and doing that to myself yes. first, yes, um, then there's something that's off. I I am Amen. not allowing the, the word of God. Uh, to transform my heart. I'm not letting God to work in my heart in such mm. a way that is transformed into Amen. his likeness.
0: And if you know, it's what I preached yesterday out of Ephesians chapter two, verses one through five. If you know who you were, I yes. was dead in my trespasses. I do not deserve the mercy of God. I don't deserve his love. If you know who you were and what God's done for you, yes. you want to constantly do that check in your heart not to become it again. Yes, I don't want to go back to death. I don't want to go back to who I was. I, I don't want to go back to legalism or a religion or ph- a heart. Uh, I had a mentor, and uh, Terry yeah. O'Casey, who uh, in the cover of his mm-hmm. Bible, inside his cover, he had taped, and it was so uh, worn because mm-hmm. he opened up his Bible so often. And what was taped inside the cover of his Bible was the 12 steps of recovering Pharisee. Yeah, so and good. And he always brought it up. And there was a part of me, when he was mentoring me, where I didn't really understand it. Like, mm. Terry, you're like the kindest, most loving. Like, and he always like, pointed it out. He always mm. brought it up to me. He joked about it in sermons. I have insight to cover my Bible yeah. you know, because I am a recovering Pharisee. Yeah. And I'm like, I never really got it. And he's been uh, gone from us physically in this world for a few years. And now I, I, I feel like that spirit has been imparted to me. Mm. Be careful. Be careful, mm-hmm. be careful, because it's crazy how the demonic spirit of, of judgment and that phariseutical heart will slip in, that spirit mm-hmm. of religion that yes. we've seen over this region of Central Oregon absolutely, clearly last few years. We couldn't understand the oppression. Yes. Like, why isn't the church unleashed in Central Oregon? Yeah. There's a demonic spirit yes. of religion yes. that has snuck into the church that I'm better than you, and I'm going to control you, I'm not going to let you
1: be unleashed. Yeah. All those things. And then in addition to that, it's what I I was touching on earlier, which is I, I, only want to know no no more I only mm. want to know more wow. I mean you had a picture of it honestly when we first started journey was yes. like of obesity the obesity <laughs> yeah. image right
0: it was a, it was a prophetic picture that I didn't know how to use it in my early days yeah it was this picture I, I literally used to have dreams like physical dreams of the church being a person that devours God's word so the word of God is the food mm-hmm. and, and and as you grow you go from milk to meat and, and literally I had this image of the church Christian. Yeah devouring God's word. And I think the reason why, Kara, is in our earlier years of a church, people were lear- leaving our church, and these are people that were supposed mature Christians, yeah. saying, I just need to be fed. Yeah, And it was confusing to me, because I'm looking at them, and they've been Christians for decades and decades and decades. Yeah. They've got all these study Bibles. They've, they're listening to podcasts. They're watching other sermons. And they're telling me, the lead pastor, well, I need to be fed, so I'm going to another church. Yeah. And my knee-jerk reaction internally, I never was this bold. In my early days, this was 14 years ago, mm-hmm. my knee jerk reaction is you should be feeding yourself. Yeah. Why am I cutting your ribeye and then taking that fork and putting it in your mouth so you can have the nicest steak possible? And as you chew on it, you're saying, "Mm, you know what? Like, here's the deal. Like you're feeding other people, but you're not feeding me. And what they were implying is you're reaching the unchurched with milk, but we need some meat. Mm -hmm. And the image I got is people were eating and eating and eating and eating, but what they weren't doing is exercising. And if you eat, Food is meant to be calories, and calories are not bad. It's energy. But if you store that energy, instead of being burned and turning into muscle, it gets stored as fat. And I got this visualization that the church has become obese because they're not exercising their faith. They're not sharing with other people. They're not going to the uttermost parts of the Mm -hmm. world to share the gospel. They're not burdened and getting on their knees praying for the lost. They're not generous with their finances. All of these attributes, and I'm not talking about spiritual disciplines for me, 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 me. I'm talking about I have to go through Samaria. I'm talking about talking to people I shouldn't be talking about. I'm talking about stepping out of the boat when we shouldn't on water, yes. I'm talking about turning water and wine. Jesus says, "You will do greater things than these." Yes. With the help of the Holy Spirit, we're going to put our faith into practice, and we're going to be spiritually strong. We're going to be healthy. We're no longer will be obese. Forgive yeah. me for that rant, but you brought it up—an <laughs> yeah. old prophetic well, picture—and I believe that the church is meant to be healthy. I love the absolutely. church. Absolutely, I want us to be healthy.
1: Yeah, and I think what a tragedy if we if if we are always seeking more knowledge, but never actually come to an understanding of a revelation of the truth of God, of who God is and, and who we are as his body. Come on. Um, so to me, it's the
0: warnings to all the churches
1: Yeah, is
0: is we are meant for more. Yeah. So we need to repent and be who God wants us us to be, be, which is
1: exactly what you talked about. It's it's faith in action. It's like what you've been talking about in, um, in your sermons about our pillars at journey, being faith in Christ, Mm -hmm. love and compassion is the second one. And that's compassion. Like it's, it's, it's a Mm -hmm. compassion that's moved to action. So it's, it's the church that's moved into Mm -hmm. action, um, is the church that, that is, is going to be unstoppable. It's the unstoppable church.
0: Which is what we just Talk about on this podcast. It's what we, it's what gets us excited when we see it put into practice. Oh, I'll give a car and oh, I need a car. And we see that it's like, ah, God's in the middle of all this. And I think the ugly parts is when we just see the opposite, you know, it's it's just, and the ugly can be in my own heart or it could be what somebody does to me. And I think where we got liberated a few years ago is I'm done being traumatized and allowing you to hurt me. Actually, I'm liberated when I talk about this and say, that's not of God. Yeah. And, amen. and I'm not going to just wallow in my trauma and then operate in that, which is what the enemy loves. But I believe there's a liberation coming where it's yes. like, listen, I'm going to acknowledge this was ugly. Yes. I'm not going to let it define me. I'm going to move absolutely. on. Absolutely. I'm going to be, I'm actually going to let it this. make me stronger. Amen. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Right? <laughs> yeah. Whatever was done to you yeah. is not going to stop you from becoming who God wants you to yes. be. Yes. It's actually going to build you up and make you stronger. Yes. Absolutely. Amen. I'm believing that over every person. I yes, believe that over amen. all three of our children, oh, yes. that that was the enemy uses for evil, just like with Joseph. No, God's going to use it for amen. good. Uh, He's going to use it. That's you, my prayer. You might be yes. overlooked out in the field right now, yes. but you're anointed. Yes. God, God has an appointment on your life. You're going to overcome and defeat giants. You're going to one yes. day have a leadership that no one else saw, mm. but God sees. Yeah. I'm believing that. We just prayed that over someone yesterday, a yeah. father that says yep. his daughters have an anxiety attack. Yeah. and is living with her boyfriend and just has a very traumatic past. And I prayed for that girl out loud with the parents. And I actually believe there's a chance that she's called a vocational ministry. Mm-hmm. And what the enemy is trying to do right now is oppress, mm-hmm. suppress, cause physical mm-hmm. physical pain and anxiety mm-hmm. to withhold this person from doing the work of God.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, yeah, I completely agree. I, I and I love the parts about, uh, you know healing from our trauma because you know undoubtedly she's been through trauma mm-hmm. uh, as all of us have mm-hmm. right so there's great varying levels of trauma but uh the enemy wants nothing more than for us to get stuck in our life because of our trauma that's right Kara. and so um the liberation comes when we actually let when we actually let god heal us mm-hmm. in, from our trauma amen um and then and then move forward out of healing, yes. and it's like you've talked about lately a lot too. It's 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 operating from victory, Come on. not for victory. Amen. So I'm operating because I'm healed. I know I'm not who operating I am. to be yes. healed.
0: I am not a victim. Yes, I'm a victor. Yes, I, I have been wounded. Yes, I have been hurt but I've not been taken out.
1: Absolutely. Because the
0: moment you think you're defeated, you live in defeat and the enemy capitalizes on it.
1: Yeah. And he, and he, he just wants to hold you there. He, he just wants to he, keep you there. He
0: replays that message yes. over and over. It'll lead to suicidal thoughts. It'll lead to addiction through substance. Yes. It'll lead to, to a destructive behavior, uh, in your relationships, yes. in your physical life. I look back and I'm horrified that behavior that I had in my marriage, uh, in my personal life, it's like because I listened to lies. Yeah. I was operating out of defeat, not yes. victory. Yes,
1: exactly. If
0: I'm victorious, I don't need to shame somebody else. Yep. I don't need to hurt somebody else. I don't, I don't know where we think in our lives hurting someone else will make us better.
1: Or, it's and, a Or let's, let's go beyond that, not just hurting someone else, but also oppressing them.
0: Come on. Any any of the above. Yeah. If you're not seeing the potential yes. of who they are in God's eyes, yes. you're living in defeat. Absolutely. And, when, and
1: you're making them live in defeat.
0: Yes. But when you see your enemy and you actually have compassion, it's like, man... My heart is broken Yeah, that you're operating in such a manner that you're trying to hurt me. Yes. You clearly don't know who I am. Yeah. I'm a child of God. Right? He Amen. made me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. There's no one like me. Yes. So you're trying to touch God's anointed. Yes. And so I feel bad for you because yeah. if I pray for you, right, I know what God's able to do. He, he's going to bless those who bless me. He's going to curse those who curse me. I am a part of the Abrahamic covenant. Amen. It is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. I'm a part of a new covenant by the blood of Jesus yes. Christ. Nothing can separate amen. me from the love of God.
1: Oh, that's a good word. But let's
0: go, people. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, Man, God loves you so much. Oh, amen. This is your message. Yes. He made you and he loves you. You replay that message. You only let the promises of the word of God from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22... Let let that be the promise you cling to, yes. you hold to. Yes. Hold fast to God's yes. promises. You know what made, made David such a special man? He sinned. Sometimes we could judge and say, well, he sinned more gravely than I've ever sinned. He committed adultery, committed murder. He did all the bigs. He did the big ones. But what made him a man after God's own heart is he knew emphatically what he did separated him from God. Yeah. And then when you read Psalm 51 through the lens of, of someone who has sinned and you understand Oh, Lord, cast me not away from your presence, oh, God. When you see the repentant heart of David, you start to understand what makes a man after God's own heart. I just want God. I want the presence of God. That's all I want. Because when I have that understand who I am, when I understand who I am, everything changes. Yeah. Everything changes. Amen. Oh, Kara, that's so good. Well, this has been a good conversation today. Yeah. A really good conversation. It has been. I'm so thankful for our friends that, that tune in and listen and you all mean so much to us, and uh, we appreciate your encouragement through DMs, text messages, hugs at church on Sunday. Uh, listen, Karen and I, we started this adventure uh, not knowing what would happen out of it, but we just appreciate that you guys give us a platform to voice what God is doing behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of you are seeing it, but, but at times we get to share with you what happens to us yeah Uh, people people come up to us on Sundays I mean yeah uh, often they wait in line to tell us their story to have us pray for them Mm -hmm. and and we don't take that for granted it's an honor that God is moving through the body of Jesus yes that we get to be a part of it in a local way at Journey Church in Bend we're believing that that's going to multiply more churches are coming Yes, we get to see it in our lifetime and and that you all get to be a part of that as well so how about I just close this in prayer today Lord, I thank you for this time that we get to just share who you are, what you've done for us, and we just pray that we would be in sync with you, Lord. We want to be one with you, just as you prayed in John 17, Jesus, you prayed that just as you and the Father of one that we would be one with you, and I just, I pray that there would be unity in your church unlike any season of the church ever before. We just rebuke the devil right now and all the division that he sought to bring towards the church over and over through church splits, through denomination divisions, and we say, Jesus, would you unite the church unlike anything we've seen in our lifetime? Start with all hearts being so in love with you that we would love the bride, the church like you do. May we multiply this where that message would be shared around the world, that we would reach the nations, Jesus, all nations from every island to every communist nation, that we would see the gospel go forward in our generation unlike anything we've seen before. Light a fire in our hearts, and may our hearts be a sacrifice that's pleasing to you. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for your grace and your goodness, for who you are, which never changes. You are steadfast in your kindness and your love towards us forever. For that, I thank you. Would you bless our listeners with more of you? In Jesus' mighty name, so be it, and amen. We'll see you next time.
1: Amen. thanks for joining us on the journey of confessions of a pastor please hit subscribe and rate we are better together see you next time